Lord Jesus, I ask you to speak to us in today's Bible study by the ministry of your Holy Spirit. Equip us for a life of victory and dominion in the name of Jesus. Give us an understanding of your word that will put us in charge of the situations and circumstances of life that will put us in charge, put us ahead of our enemies, that will put, subdue our enemies under our feet, just like you have ordained it to be, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. This is the Dominion Life Bible Studies. We are here to equip believers for a life of victory, to raise up you know, a class of believers, a new breed of believers, ruling and reigning disciples of Jesus Christ, who will enforce the will of the Father on earth as it was ordained to be in heaven. Praise the Lord. So, um, we started the Dominion Life Bible Studies about three weeks ago, and um, it's been growing from glory to glory. If you are anywhere around Port Elizabeth in South Africa, um, visit us. We meet every Tuesday for now. We meet every Tuesday from 5 o'clock to half past 6. It's a time we dig into the Word of God to find out what Jesus Christ has accomplished for us through His death, burial, and resurrection and how we can take advantage of it in this life here on earth. Praise the Lord. So today, I'm going to be teaching on keys to the life of victory. Keys to the life of victory. I want you to notice that I didn't say keys to a life, a life of victory. We don't have any other life apart from the life of victory. The life of a believer is ordained to be a life of victory. A believer has no business being defeated because Jesus Christ has done everything to put you over in life. Praise the Lord. We have been redeemed to reign here on earth. Praise God. Hallelujah. We shall be taking our text from Matthew chapter 16, verse 19. Jesus said, And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Jesus is talking to you. He's talking to me. He says, And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And he took that keys. Amen. When he rose from the dead in Matthew 28, he said, All authority in heaven and on earth have been given unto me. Now keys, I'm going to get to that just now. Keys are symbols of authority and ruling power. Keys, wherever you see keys in the Bible, keys are symbols of authority and ruling power. Jesus says, I give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. In other words, Whatever you forbid on earth shall be forbidden in heaven. And what, whatever you allow or release on earth shall be allowed in heaven. So Jesus was making a promise here that he will give unto us the keys of the kingdom. Now in, after he rose from the dead in Matthew 28, Matthew 28 verse 18, then he went and collected the keys. And he said, Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. Go ye therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age, even to the end of the world. This is Matthew 28, from verse 18 to 20. He says, I have collected the keys. I've collected the authority, all authority, all power in heaven and on earth have been given unto me. Now you go with that power. And he said, verse 20, I am with you to make sure that power is working with whenever you place a demand on it. So keys are symbols of authority and ruling power. 
Keys give access and restrict access. If you have the key, you have the access. If you have the key to a house, you can determine who goes in and who comes out. Jesus has given you the keys. Here on earth, he has given you keys to determine what goes into your life and what comes out. To, you know, to determine what happens around you. A believer is not supposed to be under the circumstances. A believer is not supposed to be defeated in life. Of course, we go through challenges, like we, uh, as we're going to find out as we proceed. Challenges are inevitable in life. But victory is guaranteed. Victory is guaranteed. I don't know what challenge, what battle, what opposition you are facing right now as a child of God. Victory is guaranteed. Jesus already paid the price for you to walk in victory. If a believer is defeated in any conflict, in any challenge of life, the defeat is not from God. Because God has done everything. He has given us the name of Jesus. He has given us the Holy Spirit. He has given us the Word of God. He has given us access, power to use the, His blood, to play the blood of Jesus. He has given us authority over which is a wizard, over all the powers of darkness. Praise the Lord. You have the key to the life of victory. May God open your eyes of understanding in the name of Jesus Christ. So, according to Revelation chapter 3, verse 7, and to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write, This thing says he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth and no man shutteth, and shutteth and no man openeth. <laughs> so Jesus has the keys, so he's able to open a door, and he's able to shut it. When Jesus opens a door, no man can shut it. When he shuts the door, no man can open it. So if you have the key, you have authority. If you have the key, you can determine who goes in and who goes out. Amen. You can determine, you know, he said, I will give unto you the keys. He has already given us that key. Like, look at what Jesus did with the key in Revelation 3 verse 7 that we read. He said, Jesus is the one that holds the key of David, the authority. He opens and no man can shut. You can open things that are locked. You can open doors of opportunities for people. You can open doors of breakthroughs. Do you know you are an ambassador of Jesus Christ here on earth? An ambassador, if an ambassador, ambassador is in a country, the president doesn't need to be there. The ambassador is representing the interests. He has been given authority to represent <laughs> to represent the president or the king. And where the ambassador is, is an embassy. Amen. Amen. So that's why I love that church uh, called Christ Embassy. Amen. Wherever the believer is, is God's embassy. Wherever you say, God backs it up because he has given you the keys. Jesus has finished the work. The Bible says when he went, he sat down at the right hand of the Father. Somebody who is sitting, he's not working anymore. He has finished all the work. He did not sit down because he was tired. He sat down because he was done. Jesus is done. He's just busy right now interceding for you, making intercession for you, looking at you, looking at, expecting you to use the power he has given unto you, expecting you to use the keys he has given unto you. From the book of Luke, chapter 11, verse 52, Jesus was speaking to the Pharisees. Woe unto you, lawyers, for you have taken away the keys of knowledge. Ye enter, entered not in yourself, and then that were entering in ye hindered. So he said the key of knowledge. So in this series, we'll be um, discussing in Dominion Life Bible Studies, we shall be uncovering some of the privileges, the right, the authority Jesus Christ has given unto us. The keys. He says, you have taken one to you, Lord. You have taken the key of knowledge. Child of God, the level of authority you exercise on earth is limited by your knowledge of, you know, your authority, your knowledge of the provision, your knowledge of what Jesus Christ has made available to you. There is this story I had many years ago. Um, there is this couple that won 
they, they save money to, to, to go on a ship cruise, you know. Uh, so they saved a, a lot of money and uh, bought the ticket. They were so happy. It has been their dream. They've been saving for years to go on this ship cruise. And uh, they saved enough, enough money to buy a lot of biscuits and water, several liters of water and bought some biscuits. And so the man and the wife, they got into the, the room in the ship, you know, and they could see the sea. They were so excited. Woo! We finally made it. We finally made it. And they look at each other. Wow, I can't believe we did this. I can't believe we made it. We are here on this ship. Wow, look at the sea. They were busy admiring, admiring the sea, the waves. You know, they're like, wow. Then they will get hungry. They will eat some of uh, the biscuit. They were eating it slowly so it does not finish before the end of the trip. You know, they ate a little, they eat a little and they will drink water and they were like, wow, Father, thank you. We finally made it to this ship. So some days passed, you know, uh, just a few days to the end of the trip. Uh, I think it was a captain who was uh, going through the list. He said, we discovered there are, there are two people who don't come out to participate in anything, in all of the fun activities, whenever they are eating, having a braai, you know. They don't ever come out for breakfast, for lunch, for coffee time, for supper. They don't come out for all of the shows. They don't come out for to swim. What's wrong? Let's go check if these guys are alive. So they went in to the room. They knocked on and asked them, um, Mr. and Mrs. Let's say Smith. Uh, I don't know their names. Um, guys, uh, can I have a word with you guys? And they opened the door and both of them were looking so slim because they've not been eating. They've just been eating biscuits for... A couple of days and uh, they asked them guys is everything all right he said oh yes we're so fine we're so happy to be in this ship we're so blessed it's, it's been our dream for years to be able to get into this ship and actually look at the sea and just travel oh we're so blessed and the, the captain asked them guys why haven't you been coming out to eat and to participate in all of the activities, all the fun, and it's just a day to the end of the trip. Um, what's wrong? And the man said, no, 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 we didn't have enough money to come out. We cannot actually afford to pay for the meals, you know, to buy the tickets for all of the shows and everything. And the captain said, no, you've been misinformed. The day you bought the ticket, the ticket covers all the food you eat, all the uh, wine you drink, all the coffee, all the meals, the entertainment, all of the shows, all the live music event, everything has been paid for the day you bought the ticket. And the man looked at the wife and both of them began to shed tears because here they were starving, eating biscuits and drinking water for days, almost weeks. And here they are almost 24 hours to the end of the, of the trip and they've missed out on all the food, all the drink, all the meat, all the parties, all of the fun that they paid for. And they came out, you know, it became the, 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 the journey, they, they were so sad that they had missed out. But all the while before they knew, they had access to all of the shows, all of the stuff, they were happy, they were content. How many of us are like that? How many of us are like that as Christians? Jesus Christ paid the full price. He bought the tickets of salvation for you. Jesus Christ bought the ticket, paid with his blood. He paid with his blood for your salvation. He paid for your salvation with his precious blood. He died for you. And here you are, not enjoying all of the benefits. Do you know salvation? I think the, the Greek word for salvation is soteria. Soteria is a compound word. It means preservation. It means freedom from sin. It means prosperity. It means deliverance. It means blessings. So Jesus Christ died for you to enjoy good health. Jesus Christ died for you to enjoy Freedom from harassment of demons, sicknesses and diseases. 
Jesus Christ died. The Bible says, For we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, that you, through his poverty, might remain rich. Jesus Christ died for you to gain access to the blessing of Abraham. He died for you to be free from the crosses of life. In Galatians chapter 3, for example, uh, let me read Galatians chapter 3. One of the things Jesus Christ purchased for you. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. Christ hath redeemed us from the cross of the law, being made a cross for us. For it is written, Christ is everyone that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Jesus Christ died. He took upon himself the curses of the law, all the curses of life. The curse of the law is summarized into sickness, all kinds of sickness. Any kind of sickness is, the, is in the curse of the law. All Poverty, all kind of financial difficulty, Jesus Christ took it upon himself. When did Jesus become poor? He became poor on the cross. He took upon you all the shame, all the reproach, all the embarrassment. He died. He died. Jesus died that you may, not, that you may have enjoyed fellowship with God. He took upon himself all the crosses. He fulfilled the law. None of us could fulfill the commandment. In Deuteronomy 28, if you read Deuteronomy 28, uh, verse, uh, from verse 1 to the end, it talked about the blessing that you receive if you walk in obedience to all of the commandments that God commanded uh, his people. And he listed all the curses that will come upon anyone who did not walk in accordance with his law. None of us could fulfill that. Nobody could fulfill the law, the commandments of God. No one. So we were all under the curse of the law. So Jesus Christ came and fulfilled all of it on your behalf. He fulfilled all, met all the requirements of the law and died for you. And took all of your sin and gave you his righteousness. And he says, verse 14, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that you may receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. All the blessing God promised Abraham. For example, let's go to Genesis chapter 12, where he, pro uh, he uh, gave the blessing to Abraham. All of these blessings are available to you as a child of God. He said, Now the Lord has said to Abraham, Get out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto the land that I will show you. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. God said the same way he said to Abraham, after Jesus fulfilled the requirement of the law, God is telling you and I, I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing, not a burden. You have been redeemed to be a blessing and not a burden. He said, I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curses thee and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. You are redeemed to be a blessing. These are all the things Jesus Christ purchased. This is what we call the life of victory. If you go to Revelation chapter 5, verse 12, the Bible says, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power. Jesus Christ died for, to receive power for you. For you. That's why he says, uh, Acts chapter 1, verse 8, he said, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Galatians that we read, verse 14, said that the blessing of Abraham, that you may receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. The Holy Spirit is available. When you receive the Holy Spirit, you receive power. Because Jesus Christ. Remember John the Baptist says, Jesus will baptize you with the Holy Ghost, with the Holy Spirit, and with fire. So Jesus Christ died to make the baptism of the Holy Ghost and access to the power of God available to you, child of God. Why are you living in defeat? He said, continue from Revelation 5, verse 12. He says, to receive power and riches. You are supposed to have the good things of life. Jesus died for you to have the good things of life. And wisdom. 
Wisdom is knowing what to do. Knowing which step to take. Knowing how to do life. Knowing how to, what decisions to make at what time. Jesus died for you to receive. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, I think verse 30. I hope I'm right. Um, the, all these are, are not in my notes. But um, uh, the Holy Spirit is reminding me of them. He said, but of him are ye in Christ, who of God is made unto us wisdom. Jesus was made unto us wisdom. Remember, Jesus Christ is the wisdom of God and the power of God himself. And he's living on the inside of you. So you have access to the wisdom of God and righteousness. You have his righteousness. That's why when God looks at you, he does not see that guy, that, that girl that makes mistakes. He sees Jesus. In the spirit, you look exactly like Jesus. Praise the Lord. And sanctification and redemption. Those are available unto you now. Wisdom is available unto you on demand. It's already in you. James 1 verse 5 says, If you lack wisdom, if you see wisdom is not manifesting in one aspect of life, ask God and he will give you wisdom. Praise the Lord. Wisdom is available to you. And strength, strength, health and vitality, mental strength, emotional strength, physical strength, spiritual strength is available to you. Honor. Honor. Respect. People are supposed to respect you. You are ordained. You are redeemed to command respect. You are not supposed to be despised as the seed of Abraham. You are ordained to be a blessing to all the families of the earth. Jesus died for you to receive honor, to live an honorable life. Anything that is, disability is not honorable. Poverty is not honorable. Jesus died for you to live an honorable life. Every child of God is an honorable being, honorable personality. Honorable honor conferred by God. The day you got born again, the day we received salvation, you received honor from God. And when God honors a man, no man can despise him. Jesus also died to receive for you glory. Glory is the opposite of shame. Glory, glory, glory can be seen. Glory is the favor of God. Glory makes a man's face to shine. Glory and blessing. Proverbs 10 verse 22 says, The blessing of God, it maketh rich and has no sorrow with it. Blessing is available to you. So, child of God, you have access to power. You have access to riches. You have access to wisdom. You have access to strength. You have access to honor and glory and blessing. Revelation 25 verse 12. All these are available to you in redemption. If you are born again, all these are available to you. I want you to meditate on this. Think about it. Jesus Christ died to receive this. He doesn't need power in heaven. All his the embodiment of power himself. He doesn't need riches. He doesn't need wisdom. He is wisdom himself. He died to receive that, to make it available. Remember the Bible says he is the head and we are the body. Whatever is available to the head is available to the body. Everything that makes Jesus, Jesus is available to you. All the power, all the anointing that you need to fulfill your calling in life is available. Favor from God is available. Once you understand what we're talking about, those are the keys. The knowledge, the understanding of what you have, what is available to you, is what we talk, we refer to as the keys of the kingdom that Jesus said he's going to give us. I pray that God will give you understanding. Holy Spirit, please help the people listening to me, to understand what I'm saying right now or what you are saying through me right now. I come against every blindfolding instrument of the devil in Jesus' name. Be removed. Receive revelation. Let the eyes of your understanding be enlightened in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we are not supposed to be defeated in any battle. Let's read 2 Corinthians chapter Chapter 2, a believer is not supposed to be defeated in any battle. Life is a battlefield. <laughs> if 
you don't understand it, you may end up as a casualty or as a, a, a victim. Second <laughs> Corinthians 22, let's turn our Bibles to Second Corinthians 22, verse 14. Second Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14. If you are there, say Amen. Now thanks be unto God, which always causeth us to triumph in Christ, and maketh manifest the savour of his knowledge by us in every place. He says God always causes us to triumph in Christ. In any battle, we are ordained to come out triumphant in any conflict in life. In any conflict, you are not supposed to be defeated as a businessman. You are not supposed to be defeated as a lawyer, as a Christian. You are not supposed to be defeated when confronted. Jesus was never defeated in any battle. Because life is indeed a battlefield. If you read Ephesians chapter 6 from verse 10, Jesus gave us access to everything. You just say, put it on. Finally, my brethren, from verse 10, Ephesians chapter 6 from verse 10 to 18. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So the day you became born again, you entered into a battle with the powers of darkness because you were proske jinara kinano kush tekiza alerektush panareke tokala rabasi karabate nesula. You are in the cage of Satan. You were in the kingdom of the devil. <laughs> the Bible says that he rescued you from the powers of darkness. You may need to ask God for the spirit of uh, uh, interpretation of tongues. <coughs> so you'll be able to understand what I'm saying. Um, while I was speaking in tongues, the Holy Spirit said I should read this. Um, Colossians. Colossians. Chapter. Colossians chapter. Uh, one Colossians chapter one. Praise the Lord. Verse thirteen. Colossians chapter one. Okay, let's read from verse twelve to fourteen. Giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light who had delivered us from the power of darkness and had translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God has made you meet qualified to be a partaker of the inheritance of the saints in the light. You were born into the family of God. You were born into the John chapter 1 verse 12 says, As many as received into them gave he power to become the sons of God. You have received into the family of God. You, are, you have an inheritance. You are a joint heir with Christ. Everything that belongs to Christ belongs to you. God delivered you from the powers of darkness. He delivered you from the powers of Before you got born again, you were a victim. If you read Ephesians, I think we're going to get there um, in another, another uh, class that we will have. Ephesians. Maybe I'm going to go there. Let me just finish here. He delivered you from the powers of darkness and translated you into the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. Forgiveness of sin belongs to you. Redemption belongs to you. You have been redeemed. So the moment you came out of that kingdom, Satan went all out, deployed all of his weapons, all the demons available to get you back. So he's 
organizing persecutions, organizing difficulties, organizing people to criticize you, temptations, just to get you out, get you back. That's why the Bible says we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. All the satanic hierarchies are after you to get you back. All the satanic... That's why you should not panic when somebody prophesies that somebody is after your life trying to destroy you. No, you tell them, yes, I know. I know all the demonic hierarchies have been deployed against you. All the demonic, all the powers, principalities, powers, rulers of darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. There are millions of demons that have been assigned against you. But the good news is that you can experience victory in spite of all of the demon, demonic hierarchies that are marshaled against you. So he says, stand, wherefore, verse 13, take unto you, Ephesians 6, verse 13, wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. Take on the armor of God. He didn't say go buy it or go download it from heaven. Or he didn't say go fast and pray to get it. He said just take it up because it's available to you. Take on to you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins guide about with truth. The word of God is truth. <laughs> Amen. Jesus says, sanctify them by your word. Your word is truth. The word of God is available to you. Take on truth. And having the breastplate of righteousness, Jesus Christ has been made unto you righteousness. You have been made the righteousness of God in Christ. Take it on. Renew your mind to it. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And above all, Taking the shield of faith. Faith is available to you. The faith of Jesus Christ is available to you. You were born again by the faith of Jesus Christ. Every child of God has access to the very faith of Jesus Christ. Shout hallelujah. He said, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery dust of the devil, of the wicked. Faith is there in you. As you spend time in the word of God, as you listen, you know, to, to understand, you read the epistles, you understand what Jesus made available to you, your faith comes alive. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's why you should spend time listening to teachings like this. Teachings that open your eyes to understand what has been made available to you. Teachings that open your eyes to understand your inheritance as a child of God. Shout hallelujah. He said, with faith we'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. As the enemy is throwing you just know. I just know. I was sharing with someone earlier today. I know. I have zero faith in the devil. He cannot harm me in any way. He cannot do anything against me. Because no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Hallelujah. That devil is too small. As long as I maintain my position and don't open the doors to the devil through a life of sin, willful sinning, I will keep flooring the devil. Even when I make mistakes, I run to God. First John chapter 1 verse 9 says, If any man sin, he said, if you confess your sin, he is faithful and just to forgive you your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. If you fall into sin, you run to him. Be quick to repent. Ask him to forgive you. And continue walking in victory. And verse 17 Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. It's available to you. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Praise the Lord. These are, <laughs> all of these things we read now are the things that will put you over in life. Your knowledge, your knowledge of the Word of God. Your knowledge of righteousness that has been made available to you. The gospel of peace. The shield of faith. The helmet of salvation. Those are all available to you, child of God. 
So we are in a battlefield. But victory is guaranteed. Um, John, turn the Bible to John chapter 16, verse 33. John chapter 16 and verse 33. John 16, verse 33. If you are there, say amen. I'm going to read from the Amplified Bible. Amplified, uh, the classic edition. I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world you have tribulations and trials and distress and frustration. This life is full, the life of a believer is full of tribulations. Trials and distress and frustration. Satan is the one organizing all of this is just to get your faith, for you to lose, lose faith in God. But be of good cheer. Take courage. Be confident. Certain. Undaunted. For I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of power to harm you and to have conquered it for you. Jesus said, be of good cheer. When you're going through frustrations, when you're going through trials, when you're going through tribulations of life, when you're going through, you know, uh, uh, distress, don't be confident, be of good cheer, take courage, be confident, know for sure that I have overcome the world. I have deprived the devil. I have deprived the tribulation, the trials, the distress, the frustration, the things you are going through. I have deprived them of power to harm you. <laughs> and you, to harm you and have conquered it for you. Jesus has gone ahead of you. He has conquered the enemy you are facing. Can you say, God, please, give me a revelation of this. Of what you have accomplished for me. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Jesus paid the full price for you to overcome. Jesus paid the full price for you to walk in victory. In all of the challenges, the tribulation, the trials of life. Any believer who gives up because of the trials of life is a believer who did not understand the provision Jesus has made for you to live victoriously. Romans chapter 8, 35 to 37. Romans chapter 8, 35 to 37. I will read from the Amplified uh, Classic Edition. Who shall ever separate us from Christ's love? Shall suffering and affliction and tribulation or calamity and distress or persecutions or hunger or destitution or peril or sword? Even as it, it is written, for thy sake we are put to death all the day long. We are regarded and counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet amid all these things, we are more than conquerors and gain surpassing victory through him who loved us. In all of this, in all of this, we are more than conquerors. We gain victory through him, through Christ. We gain victory with all the suffering, with all the affliction of life, with all the tribulations, all the calamities. Distress, persecution, the hunger, the destitution, or peril, or sword, everything we go through. The Bible says, in all this, we are more than conquerors, and we gain surpassing victory through him who loved us. Child of God, can I tell you something? You know why you, you are defeated in life? You know why I am defeated in life? Because we give up. We give up too soon. If you are willing to stand, remember where we read Galatians chapter 6? Having done all to stand, stand and see the salvation of God. Stand and see God give you victory. Don't look for plan B. Don't make plan Bs. I have never seen anyone who stood for Jesus and ended up disappointed. I have never seen anyone who had faith in Jesus Christ and Jesus did not come through for him. I have never seen and you will not be the first person. May God help you to stand. No matter what you're going through, tell yourself, I know that at the end of this battle, I shall emerge more than conqueror. I shall emerge victorious. I don't know how God is going to do it, but I know 
I've seen the end of the, the story. I've read the end of the book. I won. So in the name of Jesus, day after day, one day at a time, Jesus Christ will show me what step to take to overcome this tribulation I'm going through. I even perceive in my spirit that someone listening to me right now that your health is being challenged. Child of God, if you keep your eyes on Jesus, I want you to listen to, scroll down, and you see a message I preach titled, You Have Victory, You Have Dominion. I don't know exactly, I've preached a while ago, over sicknesses and diseases. You have dominion over sicknesses and diseases. It's a three-part series. Please listen to it. Listen to it and listen to one of the podcasts. I say, receive your healing right now. Play it. People get healed playing that message. People get healed. That one, one of it, I spent a lot time ministering to the sick there. If you are going through challenges in your health, stand strong in the word of God. If you stand strong, the word of God will change the situation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, quickly, in the short time that we have, let's look at the keys. Some of the keys to the life of victory. The key that we have today is the key of a revelation of your relationship with God. If you understand your relationship with God, how much God loves you, how much God cares for you, to understand your connection with God. Do you know that the Bible says that I am the vine and you are the branches? You are connected. Everything in the vine is in the branch. The branch is not left on its own. You are connected to Jesus Christ, the vine. You are connected. You have a relationship with him. You, are, you have a relationship with the Father. He is the firstborn. You have the same Father with Jesus. Think about that. In the Spirit, there's no difference between you and Jesus Christ. Jesus is your big brother. That's why I read the book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It shows me what I can do by my connection to God as his child. Whatever Jesus did, I can do. John chapter 1 verse 12 says, But as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. You believe, and therefore you are a child of God. You are a child of God. God is with you. God is with you. Where we read earlier in Matthew chapter 28 verse 18 to 20, Jesus told them, And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. God is with you. God is with you. He will never leave you. That is a sure guarantee of victory in all circumstances. Right there, where you are, going through what you are going through, God is with you. God never left you alone. Whether you can feel his presence or not is immaterial. The fact is that he never left you. For a minute. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you, child of God. God is with you. That's all you need to prosper. If you read Genesis 39 from verse 1 to 6, write it down. Okay, the Holy Spirit said that you read it. That's all you need to prosper in life. That's all you need to succeed. All that Joseph had was that God was with him. In your business, what do you need? It's not another have a degree. All you need is all you already have. All you need is what you already have. The presence of God. The ever abiding presence of God. Genesis 39 from verse 1 to 6. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had bought him, brought him down thither. And the Lord was with Joseph. Somebody said, the Lord is with me. Say it loud. The Lord is with me. You can put your name there where there is Joseph. And the Lord was with Samuel. And he was a prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. The Lord was with Samuel. The Lord was with Joseph. And he was a prosperous man. How did he prosper? Did he go to get a Harvard business degree? No. 
the Lord was with him. And his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hands. Because the Lord is with him, God made everything he did to prosper. Child of God, do not expect failure in business. Do not expect failure in your job search your application. As you apply for contracts, don't be afraid of failure. If God is with you, you cannot fail. Even if you don't get the job, you do not fail. God is going to make create an opportunity from that step of faith you took. That's why it's important to have a relationship with God. Ask the Lord. God is with you. You don't need to shout to heaven. Ask him, ask him what does he want you to do. If you do what God asks you to do, you always prosper. Sometimes why we fail, even though God is with us, is because we went to do our own thing. We did not check to ask him, God, am I supposed to do this? We just become presumptuous to go do our own stuff and we end up defeated. Take time. Ask the Lord. Should I apply for that job? Should I do this business? You have access to the voice of God. Go down, scroll down in this podcast. You will see where, where I taught how to be led by the Spirit, how to hear the voice of God, how to let, be led by the Spirit of God. Check for a message like that. Verse 4, And Joseph found grace in, the, in his sight, and he served him, and he made him overseer of his house, and all that he had he put into his hands. And it came to pass from the time that he had made him overseer in his house and over all that he had that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. As a child of God, your workplace is supposed to begin to prosper the moment you step in there. Every, by the grace of God, everywhere God has taken me, every church he has taken me to work with, they prospered. Because of me. Because God is with me. I am conscious of the abiding presence of God. He said he will never leave me nor forsake me. Because he's with me, he causes everything I do to prosper. As I'm talking to you now, this podcast you are listening to, I've got listeners in, last time I checked, 50 nations of the world, 50 countries listening to me. Look at the sound quality. It's not the best quality. I'm recording this season, right? not in a studio. Amen. But because God is with me, he's causing my podcast, my messages to be heard in 50 countries. Over 30 states in America have got listeners. Praise the Lord. Because God is with me, I expect to prosper. kupa. <laughs> Rijasko, Vanikigle, Girakta. Somebody listening to me right now? Fear, fear. You've tried so many things in the past and they've failed. And you're afraid of trying something new. And you know, you're afraid of trying. No, God is with you. God is with you. Try again. This time, try differently. Before you try anything, take your time and hear from God. Ask God, should I do this? Should I do it now? How should I do it? And you stay with it. Do it. And see the salvation of God. Do not be afraid. Failure is an event. It's not who you are. You are not a failure because you failed in one, two, three in divorce. You failed in the past. Failure is an event. Christmas has come and gone. Do you live in Christmas? Is today Christmas? Today is not Christmas. Christmas is gone. Your failure is like Christmas. Christmas is gone. <laughs> Your failure, the failures you experience in life is like Christmas. 25th December is gone. 25th December 2022 is gone. Your event is gone. It's not who you are. You are not a failure because people said you are a failure. You are a success. Shout hallelujah. The Bible says in verse 6, And he left all that he had in Joseph's hand, and he knew not aught he had save the bread which he did eat. And Joseph was a godly person and well favored. That was all Joseph needed to prosper. Even when he went to prison in uh, Genesis 39, from verse 20 to 23, God was still with him. Wherever you are right now. You know, the Holy Spirit just told me to tell you, if you have a relation with a friend who is afraid because of past failures, he has failed severally 
and now he's crippled by uh, the failures of the past, maybe marriage failure, business failure, career failure, and you know, you know, someone who is crippled is it is not uh, able to move on with life. Is not able to try new things. He's just going with the flow, plays playing it safe. I want you to please share this podcast with them. Please share this podcast with them. There is an anointing to destroy that fear of failure. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I come against you, spirit of fear. I rebuke you. You take your hands off of God's heritage. I rebuke you. God has not given all the spirit of fear. He has given all the spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. So I rebuke you, Satan. I break the hold of the spirit of fear on your life. Be free right now. And I release the anointing for increase upon you. Whatever you do from now on shall begin to prosper in the name of Jesus. Genesis chapter 39 verse 20. And Joseph's master took him and put him into prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bound. And he was there in prison, in the prison. Verse 20. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keepers of the prison. God was with Joseph. God is with you anywhere you are. In the prison, God is with you. In the marketplace, anywhere, in the hospital, wherever you are. God is with you and he will show you mercy and he will give you favor in the sight of people in the name of Jesus. Verse 22 says, And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison and whatever they did there, he was the doer of it. And the keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand, because the Lord was with him. And that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. Because the Lord is with you, you will prosper in everything you do. So, the key, number one, be conscious of the ever-abiding presence of God. God is with you. If you know that God is with you, you know that you cannot be defeated in any battle of life. You know that you cannot fail in anything you do. Okay, so number one, know that God is with you. Number two, know that God is for you. He is on your side. God is for you. God is for you. Romans chapter 8, verse 31 and 32. Romans chapter 8, verse 31 and 32. Hallelujah. 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 Kirash tagarabazik tenubarada. What shall we say to this thing? If God be for us, who can be against us? No one. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? God will not withhold anything from you. He will not withhold victory. Nobody can successfully stand against you and defeat you. You are undefeatable. If God be for you, who can be against you? God is for you. God is on your side. God is for you. God is on your side. Child of God, God is for you. He's not just with you. He is for you. He's on your side. Psalm 118 verse 6. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do unto me? I will praise thee for thou hast had me and had become my salvation. The stone which the builders refused is become... Sorry. <laughs> I jumped. Um, let me get, take it again. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what can man do unto me. The Lord taketh my part with them that help me. Therefore shall I see my desire upon them that hate me. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. God is with you. God is with you. He will fight for you. God would fight for you. He is fighting for you right now. Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13. From verse 5 to 6. Hebrews 13. From verse 5 to 6. I read in Amplified Classic. Let your character or moral disposition be free from the love of money, including greed, avarice, lust, and craving for earthly possessions. And be satisfied with your present circumstances and with what you have. For he, God himself, has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. God will not leave you without support. God will not leave you. He will not forsake you. He said, I will not. I will not. I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake you, nor let you down. God will not let you down. God will not forsake you, whether you feel his presence or not. Relax. 
my hold on you. Assuredly not. He said, I will not let you down. I will not relax my hold on you. I assure you not. So, we take comfort and I encourage and confidently and boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be seized with alarm. I will not fear or dread or be terrified. What can man do unto me? Praise the Lord. God is your helper. Man cannot be against you when God is for you. Man cannot be against you when God is for you. So, as we understand our relationship with God, God is with you everywhere you go. God is for you. God is on your side. God will not let you down. He will not let you down. Nothing. No man can be successfully against you and succeed. And finally, key number three, God is in you. God is in you. Colossians chapter 1 verse 27. Colossians chapter 1 verse 27. Turn the Bibles there. Colossians chapter 1 verse 27. Oh, hallelujah. He said, To whom God will make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ is in you. God is in you, in the person of Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ, who is in you, Colossians 2, verse 9 to 10, For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And everything that makes God, God, everything that makes the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost, all dwell in Jesus. So Jesus is the embodiment, is three in one personality. God is in Jesus, the Holy Ghost is in Jesus, and Christ is in Jesus. <laughs> and all of them dwell in you. Verse 9, it says, For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the God bodily, and you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. You are complete in Jesus. God is in you. When Jesus came in, into you, he came with the Holy Ghost. When the Holy Ghost came in, the Holy Ghost came with all of his power, with all, all, of, all of his gifts. The Holy Ghost did not drop anything in heaven when he was coming into you. He came into you with all the fullness of heaven. That's why Jesus said the kingdom of God is within you. Heaven, everything that makes heaven, heaven is in you. All the anointing in this world, everything it takes to put you over a life is in you right now. Shout hallelujah. How do you develop your relationship with God? Since relationship with God is the key, master key to working in dominion. You need time for daily fellowship with God. You need to make time, a specific time, or a number of times in a day to read your Bible, study, find out what God says about you, what God has promised you, what God has made available to you. Find out what God has made available to you. Spend time in prayer. Spend time in prayer. I always enjoy my time with Jesus in the morning. This morning he was speaking to me. I asked him a question. I don't shout when I'm talking with Jesus, when I'm having fellowship with him. I just ask him, Jesus, please tell me, what do I do? What about this? What about that? Jeremiah 33 verse 3, he says, call upon me and I will answer you and I will show you greater mighty things you do not know. And it's, it's important for you to be baptized in the Holy Ghost and speak in tongues. And speak in tongues. I want you to check out uh, one message I preached, uh, what the benefit of speaking in tongues. I want you to check it out on this podcast. I, I have it. Please spend time. Develop, listen to this message over again and again. Play it again. Play it again. Please share this message with your family members. If you are a pastor, please make note and preach this message. So that people can be empowered to walk in freedom. Hallelujah. I pray for you in the name of Jesus Christ. That God will empower you to walk in victory. Will empower you to live a life of victory in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for anyone under the sound of my voice. Who is suffering from any sickness or any disease. I decree. I curse that pain in Jesus name. I command that sickness to live in the name of Jesus. I break the hold of sicknesses and diseases. In the name of Jesus. I call you healed from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet in Jesus' name. Be healed right now in the name of Jesus. Begin to do the things you could not do before. Bend. Do anything you could not do before because Jesus has healed you. I pray for financial provision. I pray for financial favor for you in the name of Jesus. I pray for business breakthroughs. 
divine favor, divine ideas, business ideas right now in the name of Jesus. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Please uh, share this podcast with someone. Please share this podcast. God is going to bless you for doing that in the name of Jesus. God bless you. I love you. And I will see you another time. My name is Samuel Odo. God bless you.